It's your actions that demonstrate what you believe and you can see what you value and what you prioritize through those actions. And at the end of the day, you are what you say yes to. Hello, my loves, and welcome to the Purposeful Lifestyle Development Podcast, where we discuss all things thought work and manifestation, but we use neuroscience and the study of the brain to do so. I'm your host, Tessa Spizak. I'm a board-certified practitioner, master life and health coach, and seasoned executive speaker. If you're ready to create your highest value lifestyle and turn your dream life into a reality, you're in the right place. Let's get right into today's episode. Hey, hey, guys. Thank you so much for spending your time with me here today. I'm always so excited about these conversations with you. But today, I'm extra happy to get to dive into this topic that's really all about the namesake of the podcast, developing our lifestyles on purpose. And I want to talk about some of my tips for leaning into that development in a way that feels really, really good and really fun. The concept of enjoying the process just as much as the result will basically be at the forefront of this conversation. And my hope for you, what I'm trying to accomplish on my end is for that you to finish this session today, feeling really pumped up, ready to take on the day and doing the things that you actually want to do, living the lifestyle that you want and the one that you deserve. And I bring this up now because we're just coming off of Thanksgiving weekend this year at my house. We hosted our families this year. It was a little bit smaller than usual, not everybody, but it was so, so nice for anyone that celebrates. I hope you had an amazing time as well. Some much needed, maybe relaxation, family time, whatever that brings you. But that means we are fully in the midst of holiday season and what's right around the corner is the new year. I can't believe that we are soon closing the door on 2022, moving into 2023. But with that comes the conversation of New Year's resolutions. Love them, hate them, no opinion. It doesn't matter because we're definitely going to be hearing about them, either from marketing and advertising, trying to sell you something, maybe hearing it from your friends, your family, just people on the internet. It's that time. And I personally, I like a New Year's resolution. Only if done correctly, though done in a way that's actually beneficial to you and using proper thought work. I'm actually prepping up right now or right after we hop off here. One of my best friends, Mariel, is coming to visit me from Dallas and we're going to vision cast a bit and plan and get excited about the new year and kind of just go through all the things that we want to implement into our lives. Talking about where we want to go and who we want to be when we're having this same conversation a year later. Now, I think the reason that a lot of people are against New Year's resolutions or kind of have that negative idea behind them is this thought, whether it's true or not, but the assumption that a lot of people go into this resolution thinking that they're going to change everything about themselves overnight, thinking that just the power of the new year is all they need to totally upend their current normal, all their regular and ingrained habits, responses, all the unconscious decisions that we make without even knowing it, right? And everything in between. Now, I'm sure there are some people that do that, and I'm sure there are some people that can 
right? Folks that just go full speed ahead, cold turkey stop any bad habit that they no longer want or no longer suits them and just fully pick up a whole new lifestyle. I mean, you do kind of hear about it. People who snap from something and just change literally everything, whole new life. But I am willing to bet, and we don't have numbers on this, but based on what I know, and I'm doing this for a long time, most of the time when people have the power and the force to do that successfully, it usually comes right along with another big life change, something like moving or a change in your relationship status, maybe a breakup or losing your job, something like that to where that determination doesn't just come from the decision to change. It's usually a whole array of things behind that response. So for today, because clearly that's not most people who are able to do that, not most situations, What I want to talk about is making changes and again, developing yourself in a way that you will enjoy, that is good for your brain, that sets you up for success now and in the year 2023 for all my resolution makers. And at the forefront of this, I do want to mention resolutions, like I said, I believe are a good thing, not ones that should be left just for New Year's. I think we should all be setting resolutions, resolving, and name the things we want. Say it out loud. Say out loud and dedicate to who we want to be. The habits, the, again, bits of our lifestyle that we resolve to have, that we want to have every month, every week, every day for what we want. And of course, I'm going to be going through that and getting into that throughout this episode. But what I really want to start with is this. Your actions demonstrate what you believe. You can see what you value and what you prioritize through your actions, because at the end of the day, you are what you say yes to. And we want to take this and run with this in a really positive way. But that being said, I have noticed for a lot of people, a lot of people that I work with as well, when they think of change and growth, there's sometimes this rule attached to it that says it has to be hard. Like if you're going to get something that you want, you're going to have to suffer for it. And it's really common even for people to tell me how ready they are to suffer for it, that they're ready to do the thing that they don't want to do, that they've avoided their whole life. They're ready to completely change everything that they like now. And I want to stop there. Here's something, and I want you to take it and literally just keep it for the rest of your life. Do not forget this. Suffering is not a necessary part of change or of up-leveling yourself. And when you're visualizing yourself struggle through that change, I'm willing to bet that's a really good sign that it's not going to work because you're essentially telling your brain that this is what it's going to look like. This is what you're telling your brain to expect. You're telling your brain that it's going to suck. You're going to have to suffer through it and that you're going to have to push. And like, I'm really willing to bet that if you can only visualize that change being awful, it's probably not something that you really want. might be something that you think you're supposed to want or supposed to do, but I don't think that you actually want it yet. You might just think you have to want it. That's why I want you to think through my very first consideration in planning, prepping, maybe making a resolution, potentially a new year's resolution is if you're planning and thinking about the thing that you want, and it's all associated 
with negative, with pain or struggle or problems, I need you to reframe that. Now, I know you might be thinking, especially if you're an OG listener, I do say a lot that change can be really hard because without going through proper or helpful thought work, change is really scary for the brain, especially if you are expecting your forethought is that that change is going to be really painful, scary, hard. But if you use that forethought to your advantage, you can start reframing and retraining your brain. Instead of fearing that change, instead of worrying or trying to avoid that struggle or suffering, you can start to actually be excited. And I mean on a neurological level as well. Instead of your brain producing the chemicals for stress, anxiety, some of the thoughts that cause you to stop or rethink or go through all of the excuses or lack motivation or what have you, this instead rewires your brain to start giving off the feel-good chemicals like serotonin and to start giving off the motivation and determination hormones like dopamine. So let me give you an example This is a normal New Year's resolution, one that we hear all the time, and as your nutritionist as well, one that I definitely talk about. But say this resolve, this New Year's resolution, is that you are resolving to get in shape. You have to start picturing all the good parts. Do this until you actually literally feel the genuine excitement. For instance, if it's going to the gym, what are you excited about? Would it be for you instead maybe trying new classes? Would you do that online or in person? Could you picture yourself making friends at the gym or classes and happily working out together or getting a smoothie afterwards? Can you get excited about feeling stronger or starting new activities like hiking or dancing or something like that? Lean into that. If you can find a place where these are the things that I'm excited about, this is where you need to start setting your intentions from. It's not, oh, I'm going to suffer through it to make it happen because that's not sustainable. And you wouldn't want to sustain that way anyway, is suffering through it. So try to set happier, better intentions for yourself and intend on it feeling good and fun, and playful, or it's motivating, it's successful, whatever that thing is that you need to hit your goal. Set that intention. And anyway, one of the best parts of setting those intentions for your day, especially when you practice it and are very genuine about it, genuine about leaning into and really feeling all the good that you know you will feel using that forethought, is that The minute you start to do something that goes against that intention that you've already set, it's like there's a little piece of your brain that starts to work in your favor because now this is not what it's expecting. This is not comfortable for the brain. It almost gives you like that little smack that's like, hey, that's not what I was expecting. Fix it. And it reminds me, there's this ancient meme that used to come around around New Year's time that was like, my New Year's resolutions would work if I could hire someone to like knock the treats and snacks out of my hand or whatever. But setting your intentions and again, being really genuine and really honest about it will make your brain give you that little smack. So once you can get that goal to an excited place in your mind, you can start visualizing, again, in a really positive way. I like the idea of setting three degrees to your goals. 
That first degree is it's just setting a standard for yourself. It's like something that you do, something that just becomes part of your identity. You just do this, you've decided, and you are this way, right? And I'll give you an example here in a second. But first degree is your standard. It's your identity. The second degree is setting an attainable goal, something that you may have to do some planning for or It may take some time to allow this into your schedule, but you can do it. It's attainable. This is going to be your regular goal, right? This is what we're going to be shooting for most of the time. But that third degree, we're going to add on a stretch goal. And this is who you want to be. This is how you want your life to look. Maybe this is what you would love your standard to be, but at this current time, that's really difficult. And just to give an example of what I mean here, I was actually in a coaching session just a few days ago, and we were talking about this topic, setting goals. And one of the goals that we were talking about is they wanted to get back into meditation. They used to meditate a lot, definitely felt the benefits, and just with life changes, all of that, it's been really hard to get back into. So we looked at it and we're like, okay, what is your standard? Something that you can do definitely do. It's almost a choice not to do it at this point. Like, what is your standard? And he said, okay, I know that I can dedicate at least five minutes a day. That's even just before bed. No one doesn't have five minutes, right? I can dedicate five minutes as a standard to clearing my head. Awesome. To meditating. Great. But five minutes doesn't really excite them. You know, they don't feel that that's going to be a life-changing amount. So really what they want to do is 20 minutes. So, okay, as a standard, we are saying it is part of your identity that you do meditate. So at least five minutes, again, you know you can do that one. However, you'd really like to get back to 30 minutes. That's definitely attainable. It is something that you can do, Again, might take a little bit more planning. You might have to move your schedule around more, but you can do it. Now, for your third degree and third layer here, this is where you add your stretch goal. And maybe, you know, that's 45 minutes, right? That I'd really like to get there, but that just I can't dedicate a whole half an hour, a whole 45 minutes. It doesn't fit my normal schedule. I know that that can fall off. And I would like to get there. I would love to be there every single day and dedicate that much time to my own thoughts and my own thought work. But I know I'm not going to hit that every day. The reason that I like this is because it's using and tapping into the reward systems of your brain. Because no matter what, again, the first one is the standard. It's only five minutes. You essentially have to choose not to do so. Five minutes. So you'll still get it done. That teaches your brain, hey, I can trust myself. I do what I say I'm going to do. Look, I did it again. I did it again. Then you hit your attainable goal. That's even more reward center, more pleasure for the brain. Look, damn, I hit my goal. I got another layer. And instead of setting that stretch goal as your standard of the hard one, this is actually going to help rewire and reframe your brain to start to strive for it. So instead of the more naturally inclined process of our brain to start to argue with this change, start to tell you why you shouldn't do it, maybe you start to feel tired, maybe you get the headache because the brain doesn't want you to go through something new, didn't understand it. 
or maybe you visualized it being really difficult, causing a lot of suffering. But now we've visualized how good it can get, how good we're going to feel, all the different pieces that are going to feel amazing about it. We've set a standard that we can definitely hit, we will hit, a goal that is attainable and a stretch goal. And the more you hit your standard, the more you hit your attainable goal, like I said, the brain's going to push you to start wanting to get to that stretch goal. And you keep this up before too long, that stretch goal becomes the attainable goal. And then the final, what we really want, if that becomes the standard, something that we don't even have to consciously think about anymore. That's the end goal for really any resolution anyway, is to find sustainability and enjoyment in doing the things that you want to do that get you towards and into the life that you want. Oh, another piece of this that I want to mention as well, and this one can feel a little sticky at first, but I promise, use this again as a way to feel good. None of us like the feeling of jealousy, right? I know I don't. And if someone tells you that they never even get a little twinge of jealousy, I promise they're just lying to you. It's it's natural. It's part of our brain. It's kind of what teaches us how to want more and go for more. But everyone experiences a little bit of jealousy, and the key is to reframing it. It's a big one. You can use the things that make you feel jealous to get to know you a little better. It's like what I talked about in our recent conversation, our recent episode about leaving space for conversations with your highest self. When you feel jealous, just dissect that. Don't judge it. Don't get angry with yourself for it. Just lean into it and get curious about it. Where does it come from? Usually a jealousy or something like that comes from a limiting belief about ourself. There's some why that we have in our head that's a reason as to what we believe is why something's not attainable to us, right? Like for instance, this one's a really easy one. We always have the examples about the car, so I'm going to stick to this, but maybe as you're listening, you can think of something that might have set off that little twinge in you. But for example, say someone got your dream car. They got that nice Tesla or the Range Rover something, right? And maybe they're younger than you or they put in less work hours. They haven't been working as long. Maybe you feel jealous and you're like, oh, that's just not fair. How could they do that? Maybe you don't even believe it's true. You start to hear yourself saying, like, I bet someone bought that for them. They didn't even do it or, you know, something like that. Ask yourself, why do you believe that to be true? And allow yourself to that space to hear your answer, your real unfiltered answer. You can get some better understanding of your own brain that way. And again, we're not using judgment here. You can reframe that thought and say, oh no, actually the only reason that my brain, my reticular activating system picked up on this, this was in my line of sight, is the fact that this person has what I want or is doing what I want to do is proof that it is possible and I can do it too. And remember, nothing is possible for us until we believe it's possible. The only way we are ever going to take the inspired action, the only way we're going to reframe and change our brains to pick up on what we need to get the things that we want is to believe that it's out there. If you don't believe that you could ever get that car or that thing or whatever, 
and you just 1000% believe that it is not in the cards for you, baby, I can damn near guarantee that you have solidified that for yourself. But if you believe it is possible, you engage in that foresight, that visualizing, you plan, you experience this in your mind before it actually happens, you literally feel whatever feeling that you would have, whether that's excited or proud or happy, whatever this would make you, and then you begin to revel in that feeling, that is the best way to go about making whatever change or whatever it is that you need to get the things that you want. And two, I want to add on that, the best way to get something done is just to feel for a second how good it would feel to get it done. Here's a super simple example. I was just helping someone with this recently, so I'll repeat it here. But say you set out a goal as you wanted to be a neater person. You wanted a cleaner space, cleaner house, and you didn't want to have to pick up a big mess all the time. One of the easiest ways to do this is take delight. Each little thing that you do, each little step that you take that will keep it that way. Every time you use something or do something, just put it back where it goes. And every time you do, maybe it's just, you know, clear the counter after you get ready in the morning, put the dishes right in the dishwasher instead of leaving them in the sink, whatever the case, use that instance to literally feel good, to do a little happy dance, either in real life or in your head, right? And allow yourself to feel at least a little excited about how good it'll feel when this is a habit and when you don't have to think about it anymore that you've just made it your identity, that you are a neat and clean person, that you keep your space really nice. That's who you are. And you can use those three degrees of that goal system here too. Maybe your standard is that you put your things back. Your attainable goal is maybe that you spray the counter every time you're done doing something. And that stretch goal is maybe each week or each day, whatever your metric is, that you're going to deep clean one thing. Maybe that's reorganize under the counter you know, a space every day or every week. That's your stretch goal. And I know some of the examples that I'm giving, like something as simple as this, I know it can feel simple or small or insignificant, but it's all these little tiny pieces of us, of our day, of our habits that make up who we are overall, that make up that overall lifestyle for us. So whatever your goals are, whether they are big or small, whether it is focused on your health, your mental health, the health of your space, like that last silly example, just taking a moment to center, get clear, make sure you actually want this by leaning into how good it can feel, how excited you'll be, how ready you are for it, then staying and feeling the good feelings that whatever this goal is, when it is yours, when you have it, you've created it for yourself, focusing on that good feeling. We've already acknowledged and we're super comfortable acknowledging that change can be really difficult, but it all comes down to changing these little pieces, the small variables, the way we talk in our head, the way we visualize what's coming for us and what we believe that we can have. Changing and growing and up-leveling and becoming the person that we want to be with the life that we want can be really fun and exciting as long as you allow it to be so. Now, of course, you know I'm always here to help you if you need a little bit of clarity, need that bird's eye view on either 
what you want to be going for or how to get it. I know we talk a lot in generals here, but I would love to get specific with you. I would be honored to be that part of your journey. You can head over to my website, www.purposefullifestyledevelopment.com or send me a message. It goes right to me, info at purposefullifestyledevelopment.com. You can also find me on my socials at either Tessa or Coach Tessa PLD. If you've got a question or need a little bit of help picking out coaching, bundles, single session, or if you just don't see something that fits, always happy and able to work with you. But all right, my loves, that's where I'll leave us today. I want to thank you so much for joining in on this conversation with me. And each week, every Monday, we're going to be posting a new episode going a little bit deeper into the conversation of what you can do to train your brain on purpose to really allow for the lifestyle that you want to live. Until next time, my loves, in the meantime, here's to your health and your happiness. Mm-hmm.